Yetta, what are you doing cutting the ends off the roast? My mom always did it, so it's what I do too. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. So we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And it's where we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools, and tactics that we all need, we all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we get to turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. On this segment, we're going to consider something that I think is kind of cool because it trips up people all the time. Mm-hmm. The protocols of the past, the processes of the past, whether you're selling your home or you're not, but since our specialty is selling property, we're going to talk about when you're selling your home, what uh, processes, protocols, behaviors that use strategies, even tactics that used to work that no longer work and which ones still work mm-hmm. because you don't want to get tripped up on this one. So let's go back to this fictitious roast story because it's uh-huh. kind of fun, right? Yeah. So the story goes that um, the husband asked his new bride why she was cutting the ends off the ham roast. And she goes, I don't know. My well, mother always right. did it. So then she called up mom and she said, mom, why do you cut the ends off the ham roast? And mom said, you know what? I don't know. I do it because my mom did it. So she called grandma and grandma said, oh dear, I cut the ends off the roast because I only had a small roasting pan and that's all that would fit in it. And so sometimes we're doing things, a protocol, a way of doing things that maybe we need to check in our mind whether it's the best way to continue doing things. Right. And one example that kind of started this whole show was one of my clients. We were selling their home. We weren't getting quite the activity that we would like to see. And so when that happens, mm-hmm. then people start talking to lots of more people. Lots of more people. Lots That's of more a good people. Way of saying that. <laughs> well, it's true, right? Rather than talking to the guide that you've hired. Is that like all y'all? Yeah, it's like all y'all. Okay, yes, lots absolutely. of more people. Lots of more people. Okay. Right? Got it. And so you talk to the, you know, you drop off something at a friend's house, and then the friend says, Oh, when I sold my home 15 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever the mm-hmm. timeline was, my agent did this. Has mm-hmm. your agent done this? <laughs> no, my agent hasn't. And so the they must be no good then, She must right? be no good. And that's exactly <laughs> the thought. Now, the great news in this case, uh-huh. and in pretty much all the cases with our clients, is they trust us as their guide. Mm-hmm. So when they get the information or new insider information from all the peoples, <laughs> yeah. then- so You're going to crack me up every time you say that. <laughs> I love it. Then they're going to call me- which is wonderful. I'm so appreciative that they don't just slam the thought into their head or adopt it as she's not doing what she should be doing. Instead, they call and ask the question. But I think sometimes that's still the first thought. It is. Whenever your house isn't Mm -hmm. selling, the first thought isn't typically, is it because of the condition? Is it because of the price? Most of the time, the first thought is, my realtor is not doing enough to market it. Correct. 
-hmm. They're not doing the right things. They're not doing it in the right way. And so the great news is our clients do trust us. So when they have those thoughts after they mull it over, usually for a few minutes, maybe a day (laughs) or two, sometimes they call and say, yeah, to talk to me about this. So in this particular case, it was an agent open house. Mm -hmm. And that was the strategy that was used 15 plus years ago. So explain what an agent open house is. Yeah, because I think a lot of people think an open house is an open house is an open house is an open house. Not true. So back 34 years ago when I got in the industry, agent – almost 35. (laughs) Anyway (laughs) – you were a babe in arms when you got into real estate. No, I wasn't. I, don't, I didn't think they could give licenses back then. At yeah, that they age. could. They yeah, could. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was <laughs> mature enough. Anyhow, or at least that's what I'd like to think. So, thirty-four, almost thirty-five years ago, agent open houses were the thing. We used to take an entire day every single week, and in fact, a day and a half, because on Tuesdays was caravan. And caravan wasn't like in the desert, going through the desert on a caravan. <laughs> it was like getting in well, you a could bunch go of the prairies on a caravan as well. You could. But anyway, <laughs> so we'd get in the car and we'd go see the company's new listings. Yes. Everything that our company had listed in the last week, we would go see and we would spend an entire Tuesday after the team meeting for the agents in the company. We would then go and look at all the new listings, which was a form of agent open house. And then that was for the internal company. And then the second agent open house we would do is on Thursdays, generally, Mm -hmm. we would schedule a two-hour block where we might take, as they were fading out of um, existence, of validity or usefulness, these tactics, we would have to bring more food and more drinks and give away books and give away money and gift cards to try and entice agents to come and preview during the agent open house. Right. So it was only for agents. And you know what? You know, there's still some agents doing them. Okay, but it, it <laughs> Okay, but it's not a protocol that is effective today. No, it's not effective. Because back in the day, we had a black and white photo. Yep. We had a little wee description. We yep. didn't have aerial photos. We didn't have Google Maps. We didn't have 30 photos on the MLS. Yeah, 30 color photos, color photos. And virtual tours and videos. There was zero online presence. Like literally, we used to pay our real estate board to drive around to take an outside picture that became a one-by-one thumbnail, one-inch by one-inch thumbnail. print. In black and white print in what looked like a Okay, now we're getting too nostalgic. No, because that's the reality. That's when agent open houses and agent Mm -hmm. previewing was mandatory if you didn't do it you were disservicing your client and then we went to what was it five photographs i think that was like a major breakthrough five photographs on the mls like using the internet not printed but still then we had the old protocol of doing networks Yes. So we do network breakfast, mm-hmm. right? Was that on Wednesday or Monday? Did yeah. we ever do any real estate work? I don't know. We, we just went to meetings to try we, and promote we, our clients' properties. Yeah, we have to go to this breakfast, bring a, a bunch of our um, feature sheets, which we don't do anymore either, and hand out feature sheets to all the agents so they'd have color pictures of properties. And we actually sold some properties that way. Well, because that was our 
necessity at the time. Now, 95% at least of all buyers start their search online. It's probably closer to 100. But the vast majority of people are Mm. searching online. Now you can get Google Earth, Google Maps, aerial views, there's virtual tours, there's pictures. So agents are not going to spend their time previewing something that there is no value in previewing. All right. So basically, we said no to an open house, but we did do a client open house open to the public because those still work. They still do work. Mm -hmm. And why do they still work? Well, it's emotion. People get in and see it. That's why builders still do uh, model home opens because they want people to walk through, get excited about it. As a matter of fact, a couple of my clients that purchased this year, they were already under contract to buy something, but then they found a property and called me up and said, because they went to the open house, called me up and said, hey, let's let's do an offer on this. And we sold two properties. Right. And other times it, the open houses can trip you up. So the bottom line is you want to call your guide mm-hmm. whenever you're going through any of this. And when you have a thought that they're not doing something, call your realtor guide and ask them, is this valid today? Or was this an amazing practice of yesteryear? Yeah. So what are you doing right now out of habit that maybe is not getting you the best results that you desire? And we're glad you're joining us because we love positioning you to build wealth wisely because it's about much more than just money. Yet is it really comparable? It's not actually. It's relevant. So we're excited that we've created for you free access to over 587. Actually, it's well over 615 now, but you know, I got to get with the the times, I guess. Uh, Life's Inside Track episodes, where you get insider prep tips, you get uh, information that helps you really live the best life possible in the space that you're in and even figure out how to get new spaces. And the great news is you get access to them from the office, from the home or on the go because they're on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed to the Decker Team YouTube channel, go do it. Why are you whispering? It's not a secret. They're on the YouTube channel and you can actually hit the button and says subscribe. And then when we put up a new video, you'll actually get notification of it and you can watch it. It's so awesome. I know. know. It feels like a secret because most people don't know. I think my mom did. Anyway, (laughs) so what we're going to do today is we're going to explore some of the best practices of today in the real estate industry and consumer behavior, the customer's behavior, the client's behavior, Mm -hmm. how it has maybe changed, which has changed what the best practices are. Right. And one of those practices of realtors call a CMA, comparative marketed market analysis. And you That's like a mouthful. Yeah, right? comparative In, marketed mark marketing analysis. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah. So if you say relevant properties, not comparable properties. Right. Why do you make that differentiation? Well, it's a whole bunch of reasons. But one, when you look at comparative market analysis, the truth is no seller on this planet that I've ever met thinks their home is comparable to somebody else's home. Even if it's a townhouse, but we got that backsplash and they didn't exactly or we have or look a at the colors color hardwood floor <laughs> yeah the colors they picked right who would have picked those that's no good <laughs> so even in something where we might call them 
cookie cutter. That's an industry term. Usually mm-hmm. I don't say that out loud, but that's the reality. Something that's tract very housing. similar, tract housing, where a builder goes in, builds five different models or seven different models in a development. And so there is some very comparable behaviors between the houses, meaning they're the same square footage, they have a similar layout, they have similar fit and finish minus a few upgrades. Mm-hmm. Even in that scenario, or even a lot of upgrades, even in that scenario, no seller thinks their home is comparable. I've no, met always, very few. No, they always think it's better. Right. That's natural. Exactly. So that's the first reason I discard that word a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's still used in the industry, and I think it's a cliche and not very helpful to the consumer or to the client. Okay. The second reason is most of the time we need to search the relevant data because how long does something, even if it was almost the same house, how long does it stay comparable? Because our time now, mm-hmm. it, if it wasn't sold today, it's now old right. data. And that's the way an appraiser typically does. Mm-hmm. They do a few methods, but their most common method is the comparison method. Yes. Where they'll put down certain houses and then they'll add for time or delete for time, depending on which way the market's gone. They will add or delete for square footage. They'll add or delete for options or whatever is in the property and they come out to uh, an evaluation that they use the comparison method we use that but then we use several other things right and the relevancy is looking at things like what has been on the market that did not sell so the expired the canceled listings yeah because what what do they tell suspended canceled expired what do they tell they us? They tell us that the home that was on the market at that price was not received by the buyers in the market. At that time. At that time. Mm-hmm. And so the closer that is in timeline, the more relevant so that is. So because they didn't is. sell, we can't find a comparison price, but, but we use it as relevant data to help guide us. Right. And guide our client. Right. What else can we use? We can use the active properties. And again, that's not comparable because there is no sold price on it. Mm-hmm. What we know is what they're asking, but we don't know what it will actually sell for. Maybe it'll sell for more. Maybe it'll sell for less. Maybe or, it'll sell for the same. Or maybe it won't sell at all. Or maybe there'll be another price adjustment up or down before it mm-hmm. sells. The best one I love is when there is no active properties that compete at all, because then the buyer doesn't have a choice. If they want to live in that neighborhood, that's the house they get to buy. And I love the way that works. Because if there's, because then it's substitution, right? The buyer on the mm-hmm. other side says, oh, there's three houses. Which one's better value for me? Which one do I like better? And they pick one. Right. But if there's nothing else, sometimes you can get a little more money for your property because there is no competition. Absolutely. So that's relevant too, mm-hmm. right? That's another piece of relevant, which is what Ken was, I think, wanting to say, is right. that when there is nothing else on the market in that area, because we don't know for sure how broad a swath of geographic area or price range a particular buyer might be looking at, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But if there's nothing in that area, it certainly changes the marketing pricing strategy Mm -hmm. a lot what else is relevant well what's relevant is maybe our listener feels like they're connected to us but we're not feeling as connected to you because 
we don't get to communicate back and forth. So maybe you want to jump on your email and send an email together at deckerteam.com. That's D-E-K-K-E-R-T-E-A-M.com. And just say we'd like to get connected. And that way we can start communicating with you in other ways and you'll be part of our community. Yeah, which will be a lot of fun because we do want to know you. Every time I get to talk to a new person and every week somebody does email us and sometimes many times in a day, somebody emails and says, it's time to get connected. So we're going to invite you to do that too. Yeah. So what's really relevant now is also how do we market a property because you know, it's a market value that says that the buyers determine that. How do we spread the net wide enough that we capture all possible buyers that would like that property to obtain probably the highest price, right? right. And we do that with some marketing things, some great new marketing things like iGuides. Right. And iGuide is just one style of virtual tour. So basically the way most people in the market would understand them, not a realtor, is any sort of video or virtual tour of the property. So you can have a little mm -hmm. walkthrough and mm -hmm. understand it. High def, high, amazing quality photos. Mm -hmm. The aerial views, whether you're using drone photography or using Google aerial, depending on what the property is, you might choose mm -hmm. one versus the other, or maybe the property isn't something that you want to show off aerially, so you don't. Yeah. So you're using the the visual that is available. Yep. And then you recently had someone who wanted to list with us and the previous realtor had said, oh, I'll just use my iPhone. It takes bit is as good. good as any other camera. Every bit is good. And they was a friend and they thought they kind of owed it to the friend to work with them. Mm -hmm. And so that was why they chose to work with them, even they knew of us, because we'd actually worked with them a long, long time ago, and then they had developed this great friendship. So they felt they owed that yeah. relationship. Yeah. And unfortunately, what happened is when they saw the photos, the sellers were appalled, mm -hmm. right? And so they called the agent just to say, can we please uh, shift our strategy around photography? And unfortunately, the answer was no. So they called us. Well, it took approximately $1,500 worth of really high quality photography, mm -hmm. drone as well as virtual and such to get a proper presentation of the property. Mm -hmm. That's a relevant practice. Yep. Yep. So know what you're getting into. Mm. Yeah. So iPhone's not it, huh? No. <laughs> I mean, I love my iPhone for day to day. Yeah. So the teamwork makes the dream work. Together, we're clarifying your options because wisdom will flow. Yetta, the future's coming. The future's coming. Faster than you think, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to discover on this segment is what is on the horizon for real estate. And we're super excited that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling, buying, and investing over 3,117 times, but helping you build your faith, your fun, your finances, and really just strengthening, healing, and flourishing inside your relationships too. So as we think about that, discovering what's on the horizon mm -hmm. in real estate is so apropos to what we're all about. Yeah. And, you know, the buzz is... The buzz AI. is artificial intelligence. Yeah, it really is. So if it's artificial, is it actually intelligent? <laughs> okay. 
So <laughs> we use it for certain things. Yes. And so it can be used effectively, mm -hmm. but it has some big limitations. Sometimes when the team is working together and one of our team members, Amber in particular, is putting together some, like re researching what we've already created on Life's Inside Track to create a blog or to create a carousel or create other marketing collateral, so to speak, to Did you further say Amber? the message. I said Amber. Who's Amber? Amber Our listener doesn't know who Amber is. Well, they ought to, because <laughs> not only has she been in our lives since she was nine, and she's not anywhere near nine anymore. She also eventually married our son uh -huh. and is on the team taking care of the behind the scenes, administratively a fair bit, but more so the presence of the Decker team is created by Amber Decker. Right. So if you're reading our blogs, Amber's responsible for that being out in the world. It is. And she, yeah, which is fantastic. And so sometimes she'll do additional research using AI based on what we say during one of our Life's mm -hmm. Inside Track episodes. And then she'll say to me, look at this amazing fact. Because we prove everything. <laughs> everything? That's everything. another saying, the that's, yetterism? That's another yetterism. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And so as I read it, I go, uh, that's not true. <laughs> so that's the struggle with AI. It's gathering all the intelligence that's out there, but it can't actually filter fact well, from fiction. It's not gathering intelligence, then it's gathering information. There, that's it. And putting it together. And it saves a ton of time. But recently we saw one that was like, you know, obviously the realtor had used it to write their description of the home. And it talked about this beautiful chef's paradise kitchen, blah, blah, blah. And then when you look at the picture, it was a galley kitchen with laminate countertops. So proof your AI stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's coming. I mean, it'll be beautiful when we can just say looking for houses with white kitchens in such and such an area, and mm. then it can spit out. So that sort of intelligence is coming. So it's great as a search engine. Yeah, really I good. I love it as a search engine. Well, we're using it now. Like as soon as you say, hey, Siri, find me such and such, right? Most of the time she gets close. Yeah. Or he if you have the male voice. Yeah, I prefer the male voice. Yeah. But that's okay. So it is effective in real estate, but not to be overused and to make sure you check the facts. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Did you know our daughter has... Alexa all over the place, oh, right? I, I do know. And there's stations everywhere. And every time she goes, Alexa, play music, play dance, turn it up, show the words, whatever, right? It's kind of fun. But the problem is Alexa is always listening. And some people don't like that because they feel their privacy. So a new company's come out and they've created Alex. And it's a male Alexa. And Alex doesn't listen to anything. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> okay, so we're going to invite you that if you want to stay connected to this banter between the Life's Inside Track banters and be part of the community with the Decker team and the Decker team family, then reach out to us together at DeckerTeam.com. And you're welcome to call us too, actually. It's just... What would that number be? 613-860-4663. And 4663 is home, which has almost become an obsolete way of describing a phone number. It's hard to dial by letter. Exactly. Whereas it used to be, that's like another practice that's outdated. You're right. And 
The good news is we don't have to change it because you can still say 4663. You can. I love that. <laughs> and I like that it spells home. But yeah. it's just funny how the little things that were a big deal at one point mm -hmm. are no longer best practices right. today. And speaking of big deals, there's yes. a big deal on the horizon. In real estate. Like September, maybe, maybe January. It was delayed. It was supposed to come out April 1st. The government delayed it to make some more changes. Yeah. What's that about? Well, real estate is going to be turned upside down. Turned on its head. Turned on its head, as we might say. Yeah. And I think Ken, as the president of the real estate board, I was saying to him, wow, what a year to be in the industry. He's been sitting on a Canadian task force for the Canadian Real Estate Association, provincial task force for the Ontario Real Estate Association, and of course, serving as the president of our local Ottawa real estate board for all of 2023. I do that all in my spare time. I know. <laughs> and I said, wow, like the changes that are happening right now sound like is more changes than we've had since 1994 combined. Like the yeah. last time. And he looked at me and he said, no, not really true. The changes that are happening now, the number of them at and the impact of them has actually not happened since organized real estate came into place. Yep, that was the big change. years ago. That was the big change 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. And what's happening this year and into early 2024 is of the same caliber almost as organized real estate itself. And I get to be part of it. Big part of it. <laughs> and says it's no big deal. Anyhow, so we're going to do a whole show on it. We're just going to touch on it now. On Tressa. On Tressa. Not the other changes. No, on Tressa. On Tressa. So go ahead. So Tressa is the Trust in Real Estate Act. It came out a couple years ago. The first stage allowed realtors to be incorporated and professional um, corporations and a few other minor changes advertising. We could call ourselves realtors now instead of salespeople or broker realtors. And the change that's coming up soon is they're going to change the word customer service to self-represented. It sounds like such a little change, right? It's not. It's, it's huge. not. It's mammoth. Yeah, it's not. They're not really substituting the words. They're not. Customer service meant we still owed you diligence and, and, and ethics and all kinds of stuff, but we weren't absolutely representing your interests. Well, now self-represented means it's like going into a court against other lawyers and representing yourself. So if you're self-represented, it means the realtors are not helping you at all. You are on your own. As a matter of fact, we can't. So if you came into one of our properties and looked at it and you said, oh, well, what about the other property down the street? I'd say, well, I don't know about the other property. Well, I do know about the property down the street, <laughs> but I can't tell you about it because you're self-represented. Unless you want to become represented by me, then I can go and show you that property and, and talk to you about it. So it's going to change the industry completely so you want an amazing guy and you'll want to listen to that show when it comes out uh-huh yeah so with all the information that out is out there it's even more important to have an experienced guide by your side and we're grateful that you joined us on this inside track because we when we all move forward together we've got this Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.